Hey there, and welcome to An Imperfectly Perfect Life, Life Unscripted. Kind of like your favorite mixtape of life coaching, a good laugh, and the real deal on transformation. This is where Sherry Lead, life coach and navigator of her own divorce path following a 26-year marriage, takes the mic. But here's the twist. We're not about shutting the book on the past. Nope, we're here to celebrate fresh starts, the kind of twists that life throws at you, and the joy of writing new stories with a bit of wisdom, a lot of heart, and maybe a dash of mischief. Think of this as kicking back with your best friend, shooting the breeze about life's ups and downs with the life advice that only a best friend can give. Whether you're riding the divorce roller coaster in your 30s, 40s, 50s, or cruising into your 60s, or you just love witnessing people make the best out of life's curveballs, you've found your tribe. We're all about the journey, speaking openly and honestly about the challenges, and finding laughter in places you'd least expect. So come on in. Let's jump into this adventure headfirst with a side of laughs and maybe a few tears. Welcome to an imperfectly perfect life, life unscripted, where every tick of the clock is your chance to love and live your fabulously, imperfectly perfect life. Hello, and welcome back to An Imperfectly Perfect Life, Life Unscripted, your ultimate destination for personal growth, life lessons, and the connections that make our journey meaningful. I'm your host, Sherry Lead, and today's episode is going to be the start of a four-part series that will be a game changer. You won't want to miss a single episode. But hey, before we dive in, I want to take a moment to clarify the intriguing relationship between two essential roles in our journey for self-improvement and healing, and that is the role of a life coach and the role of a therapist. Let's begin with the therapy. Imagine therapy as a profound, introspective journey into your past. It's where you explore the emotional layers, heal from past traumas, and piece together the intricate puzzle that forms your present. A therapist in my mind, is like a skilled archaeologist, meticulously uncovering the relics of your past, each artifact narrating a chapter of your story. Now, let's pivot and discuss life coaching. Picture a life coach as your ally on an exhilarating journey towards your dreams. Unlike therapy, which is retrospective, life coaching is forward-looking. It's not about where you've been, but about where you're headed. A life coach ignites your inner spark, pushes your boundaries, and celebrates your triumphs as you plot your course, set audacious goals, and is your guide as you traverse the ever-changing terrain of your future. Here's another perspective. Think of a therapist as someone who helps you meticulously sort through every item in your emotional addict. Understand the why behind each memento from your past. On the flip side, a life coach is like that astute architect, helping you draft the blueprints for your dream house. One assists you in comprehending the narrative behind each keepsake, while the other offers advice on which maybe motivational quote should grace the walls of your soon-to-be masterpiece. 
Jokes aside, or lighthearted analogies aside, it's vital to acknowledge that both a therapist and a life coach contribute invaluable yet distinct expertise to your personal journey. They're the perfect complement to each other. While a therapist provides a safe haven for understanding and healing, a life coach arms you with the strategies, mindset, and support needed to construct the life you yearn for. And here I am, your life coach, eager to start this expedition with you. In this podcast, I aim to guide you through significant life transitions, focusing currently on the upheaval brought about by divorce. For the upcoming four weeks, I prepared a special series titled Envision a Fuller Life. It's going to be a four-part exploration. The sequence of this process is crucial. Part one is creating the you vision, you being Y-O-U. Part two is the friendship vision. Part three, the world vision. And part four, the partner vision. Often, individuals navigating through a divorce are tempted to leap directly to part four, seeking what's commonly known as the rebound. But hey, it really is important to start with creating the vision of you. So today, let's dive into part one, the you vision, the bedrock of self. After all, the strength of any structure lies in its foundation. I highly recommend grabbing a pen and paper for not just this episode, but each episode in this series, because like I said, this will be a game changer. Hey there, wonderful listeners. We're taking a tiny pause from our fabulous unscripted adventure to chat about something close to our hearts. If our journey through an imperfectly perfect life, life unscripted, is resonating with you and filling your day with smiles and aha moments, here's a sweet and simple way you can sprinkle some love our way. Give that subscription button a little tap. It's like giving us a virtual high five. And trust me, it means the world to us. And hey, if you're feeling extra generous, why not leave us a rating and a heartwarming review? Your words are like little nuggets of gold, helping us to grow and glow. Remember, your support is what keeps our podcast's heart beating with joy and laughter. So if you're all about embracing life's perfectly imperfect moments with us, subscribe, leave a review, and let's spread this beautiful, unscripted joy far and wide. Now, let's jump back into our delightful chaos with more laughs, wisdom, and a lot of heart. You are the most amazing part of our perfectly imperfect family. Now, building the vision of you is something that is a constant work in progress. And in my coaching practice, this is a very individualized process. So we can only go so deep in a podcast, but that being said, this initial beginning piece, this will change your life. Trust me, if you follow it. In fact, this would probably be my first assignment for you if you were one of my clients. This is crafting the first part of a personal mission statement. And we'll have a complete mission statement by the end of episode four, I promise you. Creating a personal mission statement is a contemplative and introspective journey. I want you to dedicate at least a week in crafting this first part of the statement. Handwrite it. 
It requires you to pose profound questions to yourself, probing into your own values, passions, and aspirations. These may not be the same as they were, let's say, 10, 20, or even just five years ago. Now, this first part will be, and I'll have these in the show notes, you're going to state your name. So, for instance, Sherry Lead, I am committed to living a life that reflects my deepest values of, and I suggest here putting in core value one, core value two, and core value three. Okay, three core values. The next sentence is, I understand that my journey is unique and I pledge to approach each day with, and here you insert quality or trait one and quality or trait two. And again, these will be in the show notes. Your first part, your homework assignment today is to craft this section, which is your name committed to living a life that reflects my deepest values of core value one, two, and three. And I understand that my journey is unique and pledged to approach each day with quality or trait one and quality or trait two. So to help you through this process, and I really thought about whether I should do this or not, because I know a lot of times when we hear somebody else's ideas, it's hard to develop our own. But I think it's important for me to give you these examples because this is a hard this is a hard process. If you haven't thought about yourself in this way for a very long time or have never uh, done an exercise like this where you're crafting a mission statement, a, a statement of how you want your life to be, a vision of you, your foundation, this could be very daunting and difficult. So this is a little bit from my own process. These are five questions and some examples that I've come up with as I've done this process. And I create a mission statement for not just my business every year. I, I I don't recreate my business mission statement as much as I look to make sure that I am aligned with my mission statement and my business model has not changed. But I do this every year. And at the same time, I also craft my personal mission statement uh, because also I'm a work in progress as we all are. And the way I look at the world is constantly changing as I, I constantly learn and evolve. So this is a practice that it's, it's a living document. Uh, so here are the five questions and examples that you can use to help you through this first assignment. One is, what are my core values? And core values are principles that you're not going to compromise on, or at least you intend not to compromise on. For me, it's authenticity in every aspect of my life, maintaining integrity even when it's challenging, and showing compassion when I interact with others. That's a core value for me. And values that steer my decision-making, I'm committed to personal growth, prioritizing relationships and community, and ensuring that my actions reflect a positive influence on those around me, at least as much as possible. Question two, what am I passionate about? For me, the answer to that was engaging in deep, meaningful conversations that inspire change. Writing, I love to write, to share insights and experiences 
and coaching to help others, to help them realize their potential. Because I could see it when I meet somebody, what I initially see is, is potential. And I really want to foster a culture where open dialogue about life's challenges are encouraged and supported. And you'll see this. I call myself an oversharer on social media because I am, especially on my social, my personal pages. But quite honestly, that comes from what I'm passionate about. And that is to, to foster a culture of open dialogue where we don't have this judgment and and life's challenges are something that we talk about and we're, we're there to support one another. Number three, what are the challenges I've overcome? What are the lessons from my past struggles? The importance of embracing your vulnerability as a strength and recognizing the power of resilience that you had during the times where you were challenged is so important. And think back to these times, especially these times that that caused you to start to reflect on yourself and really, really propelled you forward. And I got to tell you, if you're going through a divorce right now, hopefully that is the catalyst for a lot of self-reflection and personal growth. Question four, how do I balance success and significance? This is one that has probably changed for you as you've gotten older. It sure has for me. And my definition of success is very different. Also, how important I think being significant is, is very different. And when I say being significant, I don't mean significance in the sense that other people see you as important. I mean significance in the sense of being impactful, impactful in this world so that if you die tomorrow, or for example, I'll I'll give you an example from my personal life. My father, his second career was, his first career was an engineer, an electrical engineer. He worked for Boeing and Raytheon and some of the big guys. And his second career, though, was as a math teacher for the hearing impaired and deaf students at the college level. He learned sign language. This was not what he was trained to do. Uh, but, you know, he was good in math and he loved the challenge, challenges of working with students who struggled in math. He even created his own math books in this process, his own instruction books, because he found that a lot of the difficulty came in the way uh, the language was used to teach math, which didn't match up with necessarily the language skills or techniques of his students. So he passed away um, about two decades after he retired, quite, quite some time, maybe a little less than two decades but I have to tell you, half the church was filled with his students. They were all, you know, all, all adults, many, many of them with adult children of their own at that point. But half the, and I had, I hired a interpreter to, to um, help with the service. And half the church during the hymns, they were singing in sign language. It was the absolute most beautiful sight. And I thought at that moment, wow, he has made an impact in all these individual lives. Students flew in internationally for his funeral. And at the time I was practicing law and I was thinking, boy, if I passed away tomorrow, would any of my clients come to my funeral? And quite honestly, 
my quick answer was no. And I knew that to be true. So when I say significance, I'm really talking about if you were to die tomorrow, who would show up at your funeral? And are those people that had to show up or are those people that are showing up because you positively impacted their lives? So my definition of success now is not just achieving professional milestones, but cultivating a life rich in relationships, personal fulfillment, and the ability to positively impact others. And for me, a significant life involves using my own experiences, my challenges I talked about, um, and insights to guide others through their transformations leaving hopefully a legacy of empowerment, understanding, and hope. Now, the last question I want you to think about as you craft this first part of your personal mission statement is, what does growth look like for you? For me, at this time in my life, personal and professional development growth looks like, well, continuously honing in my skills as a coach and speaker constantly exploring new methodologies for personal development, deepening my understanding of human psychology and emotional well-being, and maintaining a mindset of a lifetime of learning. I really want to stay open and adaptable to new experiences. (laughs) And I've got to tell you, divorce will do that to you. Divorce you will do so much better going through it if you stay open and adaptable to the new experiences that are being thrown your way. Also, open to ideas and practicing mindfulness, gratitude, while remaining grounded and focused on my core values. So as I said, this will be a living document to craft and Envision how you want to become and how you want to live. This will be the foundation upon which you base your life decisions on. Next week, we'll delve into part two, the friendship vision, crafting meaningful connections. Until then, take care and cherish this week. Join us again for the next episode of An Imperfectly Perfect Life, Life Unscripted. Oh, I have exciting news for you. I almost forgot. I've just launched a brand new website. And of course, I'd be thrilled to work with you one-on-one and make 2024 a pivotal year for you. So please visit me at animperfectlyperfectlife.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode of An Imperfectly Perfect Life, Life Unscripted. Big thanks to Sherry Lead for riding this roller coaster with us, sharing laughs, wisdom, and those real, raw moments that make life the adventure it is. Remember, whether you're in the midst of a transformation, picking up the pieces post-divorce, or just here for the incredible stories of flipping the script on life, keep embracing those perfectly imperfect moments They're what make your story uniquely yours. Stay tuned for more episodes where we dive into life's unpredictable waters, always with a touch of humor and a whole lot of heart. Don't forget to hit subscribe, rate, share some love, and drop us a line. We love hearing from you. Until next time, keep your heart open 
your spirits high, and remember, in the grand, beautifully messy script of life, you're the one holding the pen. Make your story epic. Thanks for tuning in to an imperfectly perfect life, Life Unscripted. Catch you in the next chapter.